0: Hey guys, it's Mom Momtourage, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey everybody, or good morning because we're recording this so
1: early. This is why my voice sounds like this. This is my morning voice. It's kind of sexy. I wish I had this voice all the time.
0: It is. It kind of sounds like you drank too much last night and smoked a bunch of cigarettes.
1: I didn't. It's just I'm not awake yet. That's all. It takes a little while for me to acquaint myself to the day.
0: Me too. I woke up this morning with a sore throat and I was like I think I have covid. <laughs> like I don't think that fear going to go away anytime soon. No, Every I think time I have something's COVID wrong
1: all the time like Constantly. I walk upstairs And I can't breathe And I'm like It's COVID I'm like Or it's the extra 15 pounds I have From COVID
0: Yeah I don't know that this is ever going to Go away At all Well, happy Wednesday, guys. (laughs) So today we have a really, really fun show. Um, Super fun. Our first guest is not only a real life mama, but she is a mother of the House of Ebony and the mother of the House of Ebony on HBO Max's Legendary. So that's going to be fun. Isla Ebony. And then we have what I like to think
1: is Ashley's true calling. Which is the hot gas section. It really is, though. I know. I'm just saying that when Ashley is given the task to find some hot gas, I fucking bring it! Shit gets real hot oh, up yeah. in here. Yep. So we have that. And then, as always, we have... Ashley's taking a sip of her coffee. The, the tits, tits and, the and the shits. Oh, so close. Anyway, how was your week? Um, well, <laughs> my tits might be your tits because
0: that's what I'm looking at right now and they're looking <laughs> good <laughs> I don't think my tits have ever gotten a public shout out thank you so much they might actually be my tits I'm just like Guh. I'm like Buz-lu-lu-lu. I'm like a cartoon your eyes are popping out you're going Buz-lu-lu-lu. I'm like Roger Rabbit <laughs>
1: Ash uh, uh, is wearing a white tank top and the poor little straps are just like, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. You know what? I'm just going to keep that as my tits. That's all that's good <laughs> in the world is your tits. And um, my shits are that I have had some of the worst acid reflux.
0: <laughs> that's a horrible
1: feeling. I've been having, for my whole life, I've had issues. I've had like a scope and all that other stuff. And they found some terrible acid burning that they were like, are you a drug addict or an alcoholic? I'm like, nope. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. Because that's what it looks like <laughs> in your esophagus. But anyway, I've changed my diet and all that other kind of stuff before. But I think that this COVID lifestyle has not been conducive no, to acid reflux issues. It is not. So uh yesterday I had like a really bad... I don't know what to call it. It's not an outbreak. It's like, I don't know what it was. It was like I was in remission and I came out of remission or something. Yeah. Really bad and still bad, which is why I'm burping so much. So my child is abusive. Mm. Welcome. We're happy to
0: have you. There's free-flowing alcohol in this world.
1: (laughs) She is biting and hitting and pinching and scratching and only to me. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then laughing about it. And then when I try to give her consequence, she laughs at that. Or she, like, thinks the consequence is fun. Yeah. When I put her in a timeout where I was holding her, she found a way to bite me in the timeout. Then when I put her in her crib and I was like, now you have to be alone because you don't know how to be with people right now. It's not nice. She goes, okay, bye. And, like, waved to me like a bitch. (laughs) She now says hi and bye like a basic bitch. She goes, hi. And then she goes, bye. Like that. She goes, bye. (laughs) So I put her in the crib and she looked at me and she went, Bye. And, and then just played in her crib. And I was like, oh, this is not working. Okay, so when I turned her away from me and she bit me, then I turned her to me to show her that I meant business. Mm-hmm. And then she literally tried to take my eyeballs out of the socket. She like, oh, she clawed her. It's so Jersey of her. She's like, I'm going to slick my hair back and slash her eyeballs out. I'm like, I've done that move before. <laughs> she's like, girl. hold my baby,
0: hold and, my baby. Uh, By the way, I got into a fight in high school with another Hoboken girl Uh, Who brought her baby sister and her name was Antoinette? And she was very Italian and very short and said to her friend, hold my baby. And I literally was like, Are you serious? Is this a joke?
1: I told you about the only time I got into a fight and it was with twins. Did I tell you this story? No. So one time Was it my boobs? (laughs) I wish it was.
2: Uh, no, I got
1: into, one time. I got into a fight. It's the nerdiest fight ever. These two twins moved from Michigan to our hometown. Identical twins. They had long hair. They looked like the Shining girls, except blonde. And Shining girls are blonde. Oh, are they? I thought they were brunettes. Anyway, they looked like the Shining twins. Super long hair, like down to their waist. I think it was like fifth grade, sixth grade. They used a word wrong in English class, and I chuckled to myself because. I it was, you're that bitch cuz I'm that bitch. Yeah. And then and then I got called out. They both called they're like we call you out Granville Avenue. So Granville Avenue was the school that was abandoned so they're like we call you out Granville Avenue 2 o'clock 3 o'clock and I was like sorry I can't make 3 o'clock I've got flute lessons and they're like they're like 3.30 and I was like fine but it has to be done by 4.15 because my grandma picks me up and they're like done so I go can't make it I've got flute lessons so then I show up and the whole school's there in a circle and it's just me against two girls because the two sisters are fighting against each other and I'm like oh shit and I'm like don't want my grandmother to know and (laughs) everyone's like, Carrie's never been in a fight. She's a nerd. I clothesline them with my flute case and hit them both in the head and then run. (laughs) And I won. I mean, you won. That's all that matters. I still have that flute. It's sterling silver. So it weighed a lot and it really clocked them.
0: See, my fight with Antoinette never came to fruition because she was, we all know I'm tall and she was like four foot 11 And I literally laughed in her face and was like, all I have to do is hold you by the head and you won't even be able to hit me. How are you actually trying to make this happen? Also, I'm not the kind of chick who actually gets into fights. I like my face too much. Let me just tell you, that tank top and that high bun
1: tells me something otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so bitches can't pull me
0: by the hair. Exactly. So that's my shits.
1: Ashley, do you want to talk about your tits and shits?
0: So my tits are, we went to, we just got back yesterday from Delaware, seeing Matt's family. And, you know, it was the usual nice Pleasantville, don't have to wear a mask the whole time experience. Matt's brother and his wife and their three kids came. Um, And that was really like the the reason that I felt like we couldn't miss out on seeing everybody despite everyone living in a covid hot spots Mm -hmm. and that's because sebastian's only met his cousins two times where they live carolina or something south carolina yeah Mm. like basically charleston i really wanted him to have some time with them did he have a good time with them oh my god the best time caden i think is like 13 but then quinley and tice are like seven and eight i thought for sure he was gonna like pal around with tice who's the youngest and he's a boy he ended up being like best friends they would eat together and Sebastian would sit there and stroke her face while she was eating and go I love you Quimley oh my god I love you and then she would just like go about eating while he's doing this and then they like <laughs> built a fort in the closet in her room and would sit in there and put on the flashlight and eat candy and talk about Paw Patrol and like it was just so cute I mean those are goals I kind of want to do that and I don't even like candy or Paw Patrol doesn't that sound like the best life ever
1: it sounds like <laughs> hot gossip but in a closet yeah <laughs>
0: He had the best time. It was really nice to see, especially because my kid, unlike so many other kids, has no siblings, has no kids to play with and all of this. He really, other than Luna that one time, his interaction with children has been so limited. It's been a real concern of mine. So I'm really glad he had a good time. My shits are... That you think you have COVID again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always, you see, like I have a tickle in my nose. Or I'm like I'm about to sneeze. Is sneezing a sign of COVID. I think it's seasonal allergies. Maybe, but it's summer. Anyway, depends what you're allergic to. Yeah, I don't know what I'm allergic to. Anyway, my shits are. It's <laughs> Passion's birthday is on Tuesday, and I'm just sad for him that he's not going to get like a full birthday, which is incredible because last year by choice we didn't have a party. Right? Last I know. year by choice. If we- you had known. Had I known, we would have done something. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, you know, instead, we're gonna do something with you guys and Luna during the day. Because I asked Sebastian, "Do you want to go to the zoo? What do you want to do?" And he said, oh, mm, "I want to play with Luna." Oh my god! I'm like, so all right. Cute. Oh, I can make so that happen. You know, we're going to have just both sets of his grandparents over at night. His Matt's parents were like, listen, you know, we have like dentist appointments. I need a cap. I can't move it. So like we wouldn't be there till late. Let's move the date. And Matt and I were like, let's not. This kid isn't getting anything else for his birthday. Let's, like, let him celebrate on his actual birthday. If you're late, you're late. It's fine. It's fine. I'm exploring these different ways to try and make his birthday special that don't include people driving by the house because I just don't know who's going to drive by the house on a Tuesday. And we're going to do a whole birthday episode for those of you out there um, who are kind of feeling the same way I am and uh, we'll get back to you we have a really exciting musical guest for that one very exciting I mean for kids very exciting for kids. I mean Elton John isn't coming on right like it's not Kesha okay I love how I went from Elton John to Kesha (laughs) I could pretend to be Kesha because
1: evidently I look like Luna
0: thought you were Kesha right
1: Oh, God, best thing she ever said. I was like, to be young and successful. Thank you, Luna. Anyway. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get this show on the road, guys, before my voice gives out and my acid reflux burns my entire
0: body into ashes. My throat hurts, but my glands aren't swollen. Okay guys, so today's guest is not only a mother, she is a mother in the ballroom house of Ebony, the creator of the Banji Ball, and on the new HBO Max show, Legendary. Please welcome Isla Ebony. Hi, Isla.
2: Hello. How are you? We're very excited to have you on the show. I'm excited too, for many reasons, (laughs) which I will get into as we unfold. Well, let's start with the basics. How many children do you have and how old are they? I have one child, and she is two and a half. We're in toddlerdom. What a
0: wonderful, horrible place it is. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. It's magical and so frustrating. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and so every day is a new adventure. Will it be a nightmare? Will it be a dream? We don't know. It's usually both in the same day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been in the ballroom scene, and how did you start?
2: So I've been in ballroom for seven years, but to really contextualize the journey, so I'm 41, and when I was 19, I moved to New York City to be a professional dancer, and my husband at the time, my boyfriend, and I pretty quickly started making music, and when I moved to New York, I I was a dancer, that's sort of, that's how I got paid, but my dream was to be the next Madonna. Mm. And so he and I started making dance music, and um, over the 10 years that we were based out of Brooklyn, um, you know, garnered attention uh, on the internet, traveled and toured all over Europe and all over the U.S., and essentially were a part of a movement that then created the likes of Lady Gaga and at the time Kesha and you know that whole dance music craze that happened in pop music. That was our subculture. Wow, that's so fun. Yeah, and so my husband and I, under the name Purple Crush, for 20 years now have been creatives. Um, so we then moved to LA because we were ghostwriting for Lady Gaga and um, other pop stars. And it was actually, even though Ballroom started in New York, it was actually in LA that I joined the ballroom community. I knew about it in New York and my friends and I would Vogue on the dance floor in clubs, but in New York, I I was pretty consumed with the dance music community and had no idea that cisgendered women were as actively a part of it as they were.
0: I had no idea until working on the show, personally. I thought it was very much, uh, you know, just kind of the LGBTQIA community was welcomed in it and kind of like not anything that a cisgender straight woman would be a part of. Well,
2: here's the gag. Are you ready? I am. Cisgendered women, whether gay or heterosexual, have been involved in ballrooms since the beginning And you wouldn't know that, especially if you watch Pose, you really wouldn't know that. They're nowhere to be seen. But they've been there since the beginning. I mean, the relationship between gay men... And cisgendered women goes back to the beginning of time. Right. Um, So to think that they weren't there is kind of actually silly. And specifically with the House of Ebony, Larry Ebony founded the house. However, there were three cisgendered women that were right there with him that helped found the house. Wow. One of them was partners with um, Nikki Barnes, who was, you know, the notorious gangster from Harlem. And she walked body. And Nikki Barnes helped fund the House of Ebony.
0: Wow, that is so cool. I have never known that. Never.
2: You know, and I have a feeling I will be one of the people spearheading it. But as Ballroom continues to have its, I call it its second wave in the mainstream. It might even be its third wave if you Mm. really break it down. But this one is really... Is happening on a whole other level. Yeah. I feel like it's the right time for it. It is. But at a certain point, there's going to have to be a documentary or something about the role of cisgendered women in ballroom. Yeah. Because it's very real. And my mentor is Icon Monet Ebony. She's in New York. She's been in ballroom since she was 19. And she's the only icon for women's performance. So when that happens, she and I are going to be the ones along with many of the others. There's a, a whole bunch of icons, but she's the only icon for women's performance. And she was there voguing with the greatest, you know, when she was practically a teenager. God,
0: that's so cool.
2: What's usually your category, Isla? Women's performance, which is essentially vogue. I love that. I walked body on the show, which I have done before, but I am a voguer and I am very bitter that in the first couple of episodes, all they had us do were runway categories because I am not a runway girl. Mm. And I wanted, can I swear on this? Yeah, oh, please. Yes. Fuck please. yeah. I wanted to fucking Vogue, okay? Like, I battle down. I am known as... I may not be the best voguer. I'll tell you, Chize, the uh, Japanese woman that was on the show... She's insane. She's not just one of the best women voguers. She's one of the best voguers, period. I mean, Chize is incredible. Yeah. But bitch... I'm known as a battler, and I throw the fuck down. And I wanted to battle on that stage, and I am very bitter that it went down the way that it did. Can I ask you this? And
0: if you hate this question, tell me. Do you think if you had battled instead of Shorty, there would be a different outcome?
2: No, 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 no. Shorty was the one to battle. Okay. You know... It is what it is, but we did not belong in the bottom, and I have thoughts about why we were in the bottom, but we did not belong there, and it's pretty unanimous even amongst the cast. I mean, they were backstage watching, thinking we were going to be Superior House because that final performance was such fire. All right, here's my gripe. Body category. Yeah. I asked for chaps. That was not my original outfit. An hour before the ball, I put on my outfit, and it tears. Now, I had asked for a bandana, bikini, and bra. I knew a mm-hmm. designer. We could have ordered it from him from L.A. Mm-hmm. And instead, they took a bandana and stitched it over underwear. And they put it on my body. And it rips. Now, mind you, like all the other women walking body have not had babies, like I had a fucking baby. Yeah, you look fantastic, though. By the way, you. But the but like it was like my outfit was an afterthought. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with uneven, saggy tits, (laughs) and like, well, pregnant women are often
1: an afterthought. Let me tell you that, or postpartum women. For sure. Yes. Yeah.
2: No, seriously. So, now I had asked for chaps. They're hand-stitching plastic chaps for me an hour before the ball, while Dolores Ninja is sitting there in all leather. And then for their production, the entire house of Ninja all has chaps. Hmm. My outfit rips. The chaps are unacceptable. I, I was being set up to get chopped. And so I go to a pile of clothes. I do not want this to sound like I'm disrespecting wardrobe. Yeah. Johnny was so overworked. Yeah. They were all so overworked. Yeah. And Johnny is a genius. Again, I don't think there's one person pressing a button. I think that, as with all conspiracy theories, there's not one evil person pressing the button. There's a collective thing that ends up happening. Unless we're talking about our government. But even then, there's like, trust me, I go deep with conspiracy (laughs) theories. Like, I'm like, all right, I go over to a big old pile of clothes on the floor and just start digging until I find a pair of jeans and make a thong out of it, and that's my outfit.
1: I just love that phrase right there. I find a pair of jeans and I make a thong out of it. That's that <laughs> just neat. That's one of my favorite sentences I've ever heard.
2: Well, I'm a 90s girl, and yeah. that's what we did when we would go to festivals is make a thong out of jeans. <laughs> so that was my outfit. Now, I'm a performer, so I know how to sell it. We were like scrappy. And I mean, we we had our own ways that we contributed to that. The Ebony's really brought fire. That is what Ebony is known in Baltimore. Yes. And
0: your music, you know, I know that Jared does your music, but even just, it would change, you know, it was like, it would go from one beat to a totally different beat every time. It was like really engaging. And
2: like you said, it would really like pump things up. We are known as like the Banji, I hate to use this term, but like ghetto house. And I think as a result, we were sort of treated like the banji ghetto house. And it came across in the outfits and it came across in the production value. And I finally made a complaint after episode four.
0: It's the squeaky wheel gets the grease.
2: Yeah. And I blame myself for not having been squeaky early enough. But you guys know, as women... We're always like, "Oh, I don't want to be a pain. I'm so sorry." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and so I do hit myself because I wish I had been more of a cunt earlier on. Yeah, that's why I'm a cunt right from the bat. Usually, I just come out. No, you you
0: are. You're very good at it. I am more of the one that's like, "Ooh, if it's not too much trouble."
1: I was going to say, and Ashley in our professional relationship. I pretty much come out as cunt right away, get people used to it. And then Ashley follows up with like the niceties. Right. And then later on when I get tired of it, then I come out. (laughs) Right. I was just going to say, just to add to that, I don't know that much about ballroom and I don't know that much about this situation, particularly like Ashley does. And I do know TV production and all that's, you know, showbiz baby. They really (laughs) do oftentimes want to create a show where archetypes are there. And whether you wanted to or not, not, I'm sure they pigeonholed you and made you an archetype regardless to make for good television, and that could
2: have really affected how you were seen. Yep. And that's very real. That happens all the time. And we were not the only house with drama. Yeah. But they were trying to tell the story of why we went home. So you were voguing pregnant, which... To me,
1: mm. I'm a yoga teacher, and I really thought that I'd be yoga-ing to the very end, but I actually had a really hard time doing my job while pregnant. So one, I Googled you, voguing pregnant, because mm. I needed to see this, and it was spec tack Incredible. Incredible in so many ways. Incredible because yes. I know what that sort of feels like in trying to attempt to do deeply right. physical things. Myself pregnant, and I was a dancer as well. But also gorgeous. The silhouette is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And because it's so rare to see a cis straight woman participate, it makes it even more incredible to see. Um, so one, mm. you really get like the badass mama of the year award number one for so many reasons: house mother and yeah. mother of a baby inside your body while you're voking the fuck out of everything. But what mm-hmm. was your category and signature move when you were pregnant?
2: Well, I had to change my dip. From yeah. going back to being a side dip, which is more of an old way style. Mm. Especially once I was like six months pregnant, I had to start dipping to the side. How do
0: you even get up from a dip with a with being pregnant? Well,
2: I have really strong thigh muscles. You have to. Every woman that's had a child is pretty much confirms this. Either you had an easy pregnancy and a difficult recovery. Or a difficult pregnancy and an easy recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't escape the difficulty of it. No.
1: (laughs) Or your child is difficult forever after it comes out of
2: your body. One or the other. Right, right, I think that's what I got. So I had a really easy pregnancy and a really easy labor. And it actually felt good to dance pregnant. And I even... There's if you dig deep on my Instagram, I'm in the parking lot while I'm in labor voguing <laughs> around. Amazing. Once I was in active labor, I pushed her out in like 20 minutes. Wow. That's amazing. Um, but my recovery, my recovery was a whole other story. And this is what I wish legendary had put in there. This is a mom podcast, so let's keep it real. I I was one of those women that suffered from mastitis really bad. Yep. I was an overproducer. Mm. Um, like my body wanted to feed a village while my mind wanted to get back into voguing. Yeah. And so I was in conflict and breastfeeding was hard for me, not hard as in I didn't produce, but like mentally hard for me. And at six weeks I ended up in the ER with a, an abscess in -hmm. my breast and I had to have that drained and it was the most gruesome traumatizing (sighs) experience of my life. And so I wasn't able to be active for a while. And then on top of that, my abdominal wall just did not close. And I don't know if that's because I danced too much when I was pregnant, or if it was just because I'm short. Did you have
0: diastasis
1: recti? I had a little bit. Carrie had it. Your story is very similar to mine. My body has been my primary thing my whole life. As in, like cool. I was a professional dancer, yeah. and then I was a yoga teacher, and then my pregnancy was okay, except that I'm I'm five foot two and forty years old when I had the baby, and so. Girl, kind of,
2: I'm five foot two and forty one.
1: There you go. So I got kind of big because there's nowhere else to put it and I'm all legs. I have no torso. Yep. And from what I've learned, because Same. I I had a tricky labor for a whole other thing. So I did not have an easy labor, but the recovery was harder because what I've learned, which no one talks about, is if you're naturally flexible, as you and I are, uh, the abdominal wall, especially if you're short, will stretch and either you'll get diastasis recti or a different kind of separation. And you're more prone Mm -hmm. to it if you're already physical. Women that don't have abs, like for instance, my mom had nothing because she's like, I didn't She's like, I didn't even have any abs to begin with. But like the tighter your abs were and the more flexible you were, if you're short, you're more likely to have a separation and the rehab afterwards is really specific. It's not like, other rehab and I Ah, am still fighting through it and I'm also happy to if you're even remotely interested I can private message you with some things that have helped me a little bit get it back together but it's like a journey it's going to take a little bit and your body's in much better shape already than mine is from the outside but structurally from the inside if you don't fix it from the inside it'll create problems along the way like back and knee issues and all kinds of crazy shit but anyway right? well some of it is actually crazy massage techniques to break up some of the scar tissue because it can't heal unless you break some of that scar tissue up does it hurt send me that information I'm gonna email you and we're gonna hook this up because I'm like straight up a warrior for this because I just feel like it doesn't get talked about and I feel like people expect the answer is just like well you're different after a baby well you know what bitch I've worked my whole life on my damn body that is not an answer I'm gonna hear
2: yeah I don't accept that I don't accept that
0: is that specifically for shorter women like if I were yes
1: Because I'm, you know, like, I'm tall. Uh, It does happen with tall women, but usually only if you have multiples. Oh, okay.
0: And also if you're not a lazy piece of shit like I am. Lazy pieces of shit actually do better. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right, because you don't have the tight abs to get stretched out right, right exactly <laughs> that's where I, I by out. being so short by being so short, we have no room for a baby, so it sits outside of us right. so our abs get stretched out even more mm. but you can't
1: put it together like you can't do the exercises and really effectively until you break down that scar tissue
2: yeah, girl. I need
1: that. No, I want to be able to do all the fucking shit I could do before. I want to be able to balance on my one arm, kicking my legs up, and do crazy freezes right. and shit. I need to do that again. I'm right. sorry. To feel like a viable person.
2: Can I add one postpartum thing connected to Legendary? Please. Yeah. You know you know, in our first um, production, the Ebony production, when we all do that hard dip at the end? Yes. Yeah. I just want every woman out there to know I peed my pants every single time. <laughs> Good. <laughs>
0: carrie that's another (laughs) thing you and carrie have in common carrie and i it's because it's because
1: of your abdominals you you fucked your pelvic floor until we can fix this with the massage and shit your pelvic floor is gonna be fucked
0: when wow when we lived in a world that was you know was covid free and stuff carrie and i were walking around in the city one day and you know you know the like divots in the sidewalk where the trees are planted Mm -hmm. Carrie wasn't paying attention and trips and basically like falls into this tree thing and on top of us laughing at her so like heavily herself included she pees on herself and then (laughs) says I peed myself and then we start laughing even harder so that happens to Carrie too (sighs) sometimes I Um, yell at my partner so hard that I pee myself is like
1: any kind of deep emotion. Okay, That's not happened
2: to me. This comes out. That's you know? new.
1: Maybe it's primal. Maybe like I'm secretly like in some primal phase where you're like marking of, your territory. Yeah, exactly. But let me just say, uh also I also had the same thing a little bit with the breastfeeding. I was an overproducer and I really wanted to get back to physical, my physical job, and that meant sleeping through the night and leaving my kid for longer than two hours at a time to do physical activity. And I also got mastitis. I luckily was able to relieve it before having to get the surgery, but ultimately ended breastfeeding earlier than I wanted to because I was like, I have to think about how I
2: can save my mental health here. You guys might be kindred spirits. I think so. I had to stop at seven months, but I was breastfeeding out of one breast. And you like, did longer
1: than I did. I got to four months, and then I was like, I can't. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah.
2: It's a lot. It yeah. was a
0: lot. Um, before we move on to how um, to the body category part, yeah. I want to know how you were perceived as, you know, a very pregnant woman in this scene while you were actually voguing. Like, what were people's reactions? What, how, mm. you know, because that's not something you see very often.
2: Well, to the general public, you know, I throw an event called Banji Ball and I did a bunch of events while I was pregnant. And these and- are in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. And so to the audience that observed it, you know, it was the coolest thing they'd ever seen. Yeah. Within the Ballroom community, I have to be honest, it was a very mixed review. Um I think that some people loved it, some people were incredibly supportive. I had uh, a couple of trans sisters that were really, you know, my backbone during that period. But then there was some Uh, trans women that were triggered by it. uh, You know, um, I I mean, it just is what it is. You know, I think that there were even some gay men that were triggered by it. And uh, some not-so-nice things did happen. Uh, I won't really go into details, but but then, have you watched Pose? Yes. I'm not totally finished with season two because... Grandfather Hector Extravaganza was one of the consultants, but then he often was on the he was, I think, on every judge's panel. And then he passed away around when season two aired, I believe. Yeah. Well, he's grandfather. He's ballroom's grandfather. And he came up to me at the latex ball. So I um oh man. I walked the latex ball when I was like seven months postpartum. And mm. he came up to me and he said, I wish that the founders of Ballroom were here to see you voking pregnant because that was the most beautiful thing ever, and and thank you so much. So, wow. even though there was some like difficult things, like you know, to have him say that to me was pretty powerful. Yeah, that must Rest have been peace.
0: really, really. I mean, affirming and just must have felt really great.
2: The role of cis women is complicated in Ballroom, but Hector, he's the heart and soul of Ballroom. And, you know, I I think the complicated relationship with cisgendered women has a lot to do, a lot to do with the complicated relationship between a lot of LGBTQ kids and their mothers who Mm -hmm. reject them. So... You know, I mean, there's like a whole, you could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Um, Hector was someone that just really embraced everybody and saw the bigger picture. Like my mentor, Monet, she has two children. Other women in ballroom before me have had kids, but often they would step away from the community for a couple years and Mm. have kids. And I think what was very different about me is that I actually pushed harder. Yeah. I threw more balls the year I was pregnant. And then I walked latex ball six months seven months after I gave birth which was too soon I should have waited I ended up g- getting a lot of ligament injuries in the year after they still weren't together you still had all that relax they weren't together yeah. exactly and I'm like sitting there doing dips and duck walks and everything but
1: you know the other thing is the entertainment industry which ballroom is a part of they're not completely accepting of pregnancy period or motherhood want, it,
0: motherhood in any capacity really you Yeah. Know, They want you to take a
1: break. They want you to be like, you're either
0: like object
1: Mm -hmm. or mother one or the other. mm -hmm. And if that transition, you better go away and figure out which one you're going to be when you're going to come back. Are you going to pretend you don't have a kid and become object again? Or are you going to transition to this other role and now you're that?
2: And that's why I walked the body category for that. Yeah, I had to fight with my house members. They didn't think I should walk it. It's so
1: important. It's empowering to see that. Like The people that listen to our show, that means so much to us that you you did fight for that.
0: I remember sitting in dry block watching everything making sure everything was going okay with music wise one of the girls i was sitting next to was like oh ila just had a baby when you were guys were rehearsing for body and it was before all the skimpy yeah. outfits and everything and i was like whoa yeah. what a fucking badass that's cool like <laughs> i certainly wouldn't do that right now so the fact that somebody would and like feels confident enough to go out there it was great it was awesome. Yeah. Speaking about
1: the body category on legendary, first of all, mentally, what was it like for you, mentally, emotionally, all the things? What was it yeah. like for you to walk just a year after having the baby? And then secondary question, how important to you, you know, as a representative for moms was it? That's like that's a combined question, which you've kind of
2: answered, but I just really want to hear it again. I did have to fight with my house members to walk it. Why? Why were they nervous? Because they probably thought that I just didn't have the body for it. And they knew who else was walking and um, they didn't want me to get chopped. I said, look, this is not just a ball. This is a TV show and we're telling stories. And this is a story. Yep. And this is a story that needs to be told. Now, side note, I wish that the editors of the show had told my story a little bit more. I mean, we're sitting there talking about all these other women feeling insecure because they're boyfriends. And then when it came to me, they literally glossed over it. They're like, I'm walking for all moms across America. Yeah. Cut to the next thing. I was <laughs> like, really? Really? Also, also, bitch,
1: I know how hard you had to work to get that body back. Yeah, are not at
2: the fucking gym. I am not a gym rat. And I was at the gym every <laughs> yeah. day for a year and a half. Girl, I know the oh. pain
0: of trying to get that shit back. You worked harder. You were like Rocky yes. 1 and 2. Yes. I yes. just started working out for the first time. My son's going to be 3 next month. For the first time <laughs> post-baby, like a month ago. And To do just a regular ass sit-up, which I've never been good at. It was the hardest thing I've, like, all strength I had in my body at any point in my life was gone. It was depleted. So the fact that you look fantastic and you were muscular, you look great. I was proud to be a mom because of you. Oh, thank you. So one of the things I love, aside from your whole pregnancy journey, your your pregnant voguing, your postpartum body story is that you and your husband are kind of this power couple. You know, like my husband and I talk about that's what we want to do all the time. We want to be this power couple. I know that Carrie and Lee are like that to some extent. You know, what is that like to really just have someone in your corner that has your back and you have theirs and you guys have really made this and you guys just have this really great working relationship and it's kind of like, it seems from the outside, your whole world. You know what I mean?
2: We... Have been so intertwined for so long. We met when I was 18 years old, and you know, I would have loved to have been a hoe. I'm sure he would have loved to have been a hoe, but when you meet your soulmate, there's really nothing you can do.
1: Yeah. I was a hoe enough for everyone on this call, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs>
2: yeah. And we have just been through it all. We have toured the world together. We have fought a lawsuit against Lady Gaga's empire representing ourselves for a year. I mean, we've just... I don't know many people that are as intertwined. And having a kid has... We we put that off as long as possible. The post-baby version of it has been interesting. It's like we were so in sync that like we just flow into it. But then at the same time, you know, Jared and I are so tightly wound and synced and we finish each other's sentences like when we after we have the baby, it won't be a problem. And and, and that was so foolish of me. We are no different than any other couple. Like we definitely have had our kinks post-baby just because it's so stressful, you know? And, like, you don't get to be intimate as often. And we don't get to make music like we used to. I mean, we would just make music every single day. But now, you know, he has this crazy job. He's super busy. My life has not gotten less busy since I had Zara. Um, And so right now, while, like, because we did what we did for so long that we can work very fast, now, but it feels like we're constantly almost drowning, like barely getting stuff done. Yeah, I, I don't, like, we're behind in emails, we're behind in so much. Yeah, um, I know that feeling very well. But he's been incredible. I mean, like, really, I gotta hand it to him, like, when, when Legendary happened, I mean, look, we've been in an entertainment for 20 years, and mm-hmm. he knew that this was an opportunity that's not going to come to a 40-year-old woman very often. And so he knew that he um, had to step it up even more, and he really has, like, really, really has, especially since the show's been airing. I mean, filming was really hard, but then now, like, I'm just, I'm doing interviews, I'm constantly doing PR stuff, I'm constantly just doing stuff, and he's got a full-time crazy job. I feel like I have not been pulling my weight as a mom. I get like, that. Like he's been he's been almost pulling a little bit of my weight lately. Um, so he's pretty incredible and he's so fucking talented.
0: I wanted to ask that because, you know, I feel on a personal level, I feel like Matt and I try to do that for each other. You know, like Legendary was not a project that I was supposed to work on, mm-hmm. but it ended up being a lot and he needed a hand. And I just wanted to support him. So when I see other couples doing that, there's a level of like admiration and respect for it. Because to me, it says that you guys not only like really love each other and really respect each other, but you really are a unit that wants to grow together. You know, I know it's not necessarily motherhood, but I love stories like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, just because I don't shout my man out enough that, you know, similar to
1: this, Lee helps us edit and produce this podcast on the back end, you know, because he wants to see his lady and her Best friend, kill it. Because behind every badass bitch, woman is also a really supportive man many, many times. Absolutely.
2: Behind every badass woman is a tech nerd. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Is a former DJ musician tech nerd. (laughs) Yeah, I have this theory. It's kind of just mine. I don't even know. I've told it to Ashley. Ashley's only medium excited about it. This idea, but you know, (laughs) when I was younger, I always had trouble in like friendships that were three people. Right? Like one on one, great. Four, pretty good. But three, three, that was hard. And I feel like when you are a couple and you're killing it. And then you have one baby. It's just like that friendship when you were a kid. It makes things just a little tricky because someone's going to be odd man out. Someone is going to, I just feel like it changes no, the I dynamic. No, I agree with of, you entirely. I feel like you weren't Sorry. jazzed about it when I said it. I don't
2: think I've ever heard this theory. Yeah, when Jared and Zara are playing in the room and I'll go in to join them, she'll look at me and she'll just point her finger and go, go. Yes. My
0: son like clearly prefers Matt. And sometimes I hate it because I'm the only child and I need constant love and attention. And other days it like really suits me where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to put you to bed. Have fun, Matt. You know, so are you ready for a little bit of fun to break this all up? Okay. Our game is called what's harder. We're just going to give you an option, you know, two options. You pick Uh which one is harder. Okay. Okay. All right. Wiping in the third trimester or duck walking? Wiping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Labor or the 360 dip? 360. Especially for you because labor seemed pretty good. Yeah. Successfully packing everything you and your child need for a day out of the house or old way. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. (laughs) (laughs) Successfully packing everything.
0: (laughs) That really is really fucking hard for some reason.
1: Having sex nine months pregnant or new way?
2: Uh, (laughs) Which one's harder? Yeah. yeah. Uh, New way because I was horny as fuck and I was having so much sex. Jared was getting tired. Side note,
1: I lost all feeling in my hands and the only way we could have sex at nine months pregnant was doggy style and I had to prop my whole body up on pillows because I couldn't feel my hands anymore to be on all fours.
2: All right, next question. <laughs> Last
0: one, not peeing yourself when you sneeze or laugh or vogue femme.
2: Oh God, not peeing. <laughs> I don't pee when I laugh, but when I sneeze, ugh.
0: So is there anything else you want to mention or talk about or any
2: closing thoughts you have? Zara loves to vogue, by the way. She's, <laughs> she's already working on her 360. I have a video. Oh, she's probably kids are probably great at it because they're so low to the ground yeah. already. And um she talks about Mashanti and Shorty all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> and I think that she's probably gonna be deemed legendary before I am. Wow. <laughs> so what's your social? Yes, please follow me on Instagram. I need more Instagram followers. So my Instagram is P Crush. It's short for Purple Crush, which is our music group. Our final performance on Legendary. We didn't just do the music to that. Like, that is actually Purple Crush music. And it was from an EP that we put out in 2016 called The Vogue Opera. Oh. And we release all our music on a digital distribution label. So it's on Apple Music and Spotify. And also, my husband has, like, 20 tracks on the show. Yep. And we're releasing all of those onto Apple Music and Spotify. Cool. So there's a lot of stuff there. Um, Instagram p crush you can also go to my banjee ball instagram it's b-a-n-j-e-e yeah we're finishing up an album gonna try and have some new music out by the fall
0: what a real joy this actually was i really (sighs) this was so fun chatting with you when this is all over i want ashley and i
1: to come to la and let's go out dancing i mean i have to be nice and drunk but let's do it i can't
0: fucking dance without are you kidding me? I'm going to look like a joke next to her. We'll call Pack Rat, too. We can all go out. Oh, my goodness. Ashley, I think enough alcohol and you'll be just fine. Well, yeah, that's probably true.
2: <laughs> and some Cali weed. Yeah, some Cali weed. Uh, exactly. The exactly. best weed exactly. in the world. For a second, I thought you said Cali weave,
1: and I was like, I do want to weave. Thank you for knowing that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you so much, Isla. It was a real yes, joy. thank you. Oh, well, I'm just glad you guys asked me to do this because, again, like I really felt like my postpartum story got really glossed over, and I was really frustrated. And I said to the universe, I was like, "Why can't a mom blog hit me up and interview me? Because I won't, people need to know that it was I, that was not easy. Well, <laughs> like that body you saw on stage was. Hard earned. You manifested
0: it. Ashley got you, boo. Without further ado. O-do? Oh Or-do? Or what is the A-do. Experience? A-do? Yeah, further ado. Oh. Without like f- to ya and yeah and ya. <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, my favorite segment, the thing I should be paid to do, which I kind of am, haka's. Oh,
1: gosh.
0: oh, man, don't we have some shit for you. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, should we just let's go just to, go down the list? All right, here's some shit. So we all know that COVID numbers and cases are soaring in California. California is kind of like a, it's not quite Florida, but it's not but it's under control. Correct. And this bitch. At first, Kylie Jenner. At the beginning of all this, Kylie Jenner was like going on her Instagram and saying like Hey guys, I just want you to know like it's really important that you stay home. Like we need to wear. Here's masks. some pictures
1: of me spreading my butt cheeks. No, apart. this was
0: before that. This was okay. like this was early on, and then she went through the phase where you know we didn't see any of the Kardashians for a while, and then that's because all their faces fell. Yeah, we saw that one. That one picture of uh, Kylie came out, and then all of a sudden, all the Kardashians had like. Their faces were like even more inflated. And then Chloe had that plastic surgery where she looked like a totally different person. <laughs> right. Well, these bitches both had big parties. So Chloe right. had a huge birthday party it looked like. They made like cakes of her face. Like they had face masks with her face on them, which I actually think is a great party gift in this time. But like And you know what else? But which face? There's so many faces she could have truly chosen. who knows. I think it was the newest face. I would imagine because you would want your face mask to match your newest face. Right. Should we make <laughs> should we make Mom face masks? Who would buy them though? Just us. Yeah, literally faces, and up. we could just switch faces. <laughs> <laughs> um can you imagine the audacity to be so influential in the world and be like you know what i'm gonna throw a huge party right now i sent you a
1: picture the other day of her in scott's t-shirt yes. line or whatever. and i thought it was courtney and i was like i don't know which kardashian this is yes
0: they're all on vacation they're all like traveling i thought she was kylie oh and then
1: kim we're just jumping this is just basically whatever just this kardashian. is a kardashian yeah oh my god lee goes why do you call it kardashian i'm like it's a joke lee okay i mean to his credit I often pronounce things wrong and I don't realize it. So I think he was just trying to save me for myself, Mm. like do and read. Anyway, Kim posted on Instagram, when will it be safe to travel again? And someone wrote back, when I can go to work.
0: She also posted, it really is the Kardashian hour. um, She posted a picture of North with, okay, I could be wrong. It was either one of four or one of 14 of these like, amazingly beautiful horses, like frussian oh, yes. horses. Uh, yes. And my favorite thing was everyone being like, people don't need to be this rich. People don't <laughs> need to be this rich. People are dying right now. Nobody gives a fuck about your horses. Yeah, it said be more sensitive about your content. Yes. Like how out of touch. Your husband, your idiot husband. For president. Who up until this happened was one of my favorite musicians. I would go to bat. For Kanye. I just, I can't support him anymore. Basically, the only qualification for running for president now is being mentally ill. You know, they brag about how much money they have constantly. And it's like, these are not the qualifications of a leader. Everyone is unemployed right now. Shut your hole. Moving on. Oof. This is juicy. We'll call this one the Yolanda Foster hour. Okay? Okay. Okay. So firstly, we all know Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein. Yolanda Foster David Foster's first wife? No, she is her fourth wife, but she is formerly a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Right. And the mother to Gigi and Bella Hadid. Got it. And Anwar, but who cares about Anwar? Okay. Only Dua Lipa. First
1: of all, I like to call her (laughs) Jizlene.
0: That seems very appropriate.
1: Jizlene has COVID, and I'm pretty sure she was injected with it to stay quiet.
0: Okay, so on Twitter, the conspiracy theory is because you know... With the world falling apart, I've really turned to Twitter. Yes. Um, me and Linda have this in common. Exactly. So this is how I am have this hot goss right here. People were saying on Twitter, they were like, there's a meme going around that's like, I'm so sorry to hear Ghislaine Maxwell was killed tomorrow. Um, <laughs> exactly. And everyone's saying like, she's either going to die of suicide or die of COVID. And now she Well, has she'll COVID. be put on a respirator and then she can't talk. Yeah. There's just like a lot. There's a lot of fishy ass stuff. There's this like big Dutch investigator. Big like that or big like famous? (laughs) I guess he's like famous in the investigator world whatever that means. It's like being the investigator from like the murder on the Orient Express you know like everyone knows who you are. He apparently tracked Glaine to Yolanda Foster's New Hope, Pennsylvania farm. And then went back and found that Yolanda Foster and um, the Hadid girl's father, Mohammed, who's also very good friends with Lisa Vanderpump, if you're a Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan, they were very good friends with Epstein. And it is even believed that Yolanda may have recruited young models for some of these yachting trips right. that these gentlemen went on. Um Ooh. I believe it. Again, I am re- I'm re-watching Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills. I'm on season three and I forgot how incredibly unlikable Yolanda is. Yes. She is awful. Well then then you have here, which
1: I did not know that David Foster will never say why he dumped Yolanda yes. Foster. So this documentary
0: how- came out. And he because the rumor was he dumped her because she has the lime, you know, and uh, he's saying, I will never tell. I'll never say, but that's not why. He's also if Yolanda Foster is awful, he's worse. I was just going to say,
1: um, talk about recruiting young people. Yeah. He's married to Catherine McPhee. Catherine
0: McPhee. And I believe she's his fifth wife. <laughs> his fifth Wife. He just keeps trading them in for younger puss. I mean, you know, friend of the podcast, Billy Joel. Oh, well, He's your him. he's more your friend. I, mean, I don't want to claim
1: that when we're talking uh, about that. Friend of the podcast, Billy Joel. Yeah. He also trades them in, although this one is not
0: blonde and this one's like a little older. I'm sort of proud she's of him. She's like, yeah, she's like my age. She's like in her mid early thirties. Yeah, I'm
1: kinda proud of him.
0: Good work. I BJ. mean, I guess no one will ever be Christy. You got you guys love each other so hard. I could go even deeper on the Ghislaine conspiracy theories, by I get, the way. So I watched the Epstein documentary. Is she a lesbian? Or she no, just was so into him? The newest theory is that, because Bill Clinton is always involved in these stories, right? but he hasn't actually been accused of anything by anyone. Right. The conspiracy theory is that he and Ghislaine actually had an affair. I just don't mm. see her being his type. No. I think he likes him young and, like, real pretty. For all of her wealth, she's a terrible dresser. Horrible. 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 Has no style. Outfit. Also, she's a predator, so there's that. Right.
1: Yeah, I I was just curious about, like, the technicalities of this three-way.
0: Yeah. And evidently, she's
1: willing to go down to protect Prince Andrew. He, first of all, who doesn't look at Prince Andrew's face and not know that he's a pedo? Sarah Duchess of York, when she gained all that weight and became a Weight Watchers person, she talked about how abusive her relationship was. With so that's Andrew. who she
0: was with in the royal family? They're such a mystery to me.
1: And she's evidently a lovely person, but she, in her book she came out and said it was like a horribly abusive relationship, which is why she ate Physically so
0: much. Physically or or emotionally?
1: Yes. Both? Both. Huh. Okay, so my favorite person to talk gossip <laughs> about, as you know, is Brit. Britt.
0: Poor Britney. Brittany. Pretty Britney. First
1: of all, where on the street has it is they changed her meds.
0: Is that why she's like really – she's dancing with all her she's heart like and soul right now? now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they changed her meds. And now every time she, – she got a new backdrop for COVID. Like a – it looks like an Owings Mills backdrop that she just walks back and yes. forth in front yes. of with this. Some of my outfit. favorite Britney videos. Right. But now when she talks – she trenches. That's a theater term where you just sway back and forth. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like
0: when she was like, I wanted to work out, but I burned my gym down accidentally.
1: She just trenches because I think her meds are like extra speedy, Mm. which probably would also explain why her eye makeup looks like it's done by a four-year-old because she probably can't keep her hands still. She probably has
0: shakes. Oh. And she posted this yoga video. Then she's also posting. She always posts those weird yoga videos that are not at all yoga. It's just her stretching. My
1: friend was like, please, please dub the yoga calls for this. I was like, and now you're going to hump the sand. Correct, correct. Can you see me, Brittany? Can you see me riding dirty? But then also she's posting like pictures of old-fashioned cards with sad cats on them. And then it's like cryptic messages. Like she posted one of like two cats in a basket, like what your grandmother would send your like crisp $5 bill in. Mm -hmm. And it was like, embrace this beautiful day that the Lord has made. And so a couple people sent it to me because they know
0: about my Britney That's thing. like when Anna Nicole Smith died, people texted me and were like, are you okay? <laughs> exactly. Is it really hit? They were like, this theory, and I definitely believe it,
1: is that because she's controlled, yep. they're purposely over-medicating her so that it seems like when she posts her videos, she's not fit. So they can keep controlling her career, her money, everything. Well, her
0: dad is the one that controls her. So if that's the case, it's, firstly, we have no idea what's really fucking going on. And that's the truth of it. However, here's what I'm thinking. that I need to keep backtracking. Hollywood is clearly very, very, very fucked up. You and I know this. And we haven't even like... F- the world fucked Britney. Hollywood, it, the world. It, 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 she it was like, a puppet. She, she has was, no idea who she really is. She was a young girl who was... Totally taken advantage of. I can't even imagine the horrible things that have happened to her because I think some really bad shit has happened to Britney. And she also is regressing to when she
1: was famous because she still keeps wearing the same outfit she wore when she was famous. Doing the same moves. It's like same choreography. Like it's she is stunted.
0: Yes. And I can't imagine seeing your daughter have such a public breakdown in such a dramatic, scary way and not wanting to protect her. But also, if I wanted to protect her, it would not be in a way that continues to make me money as her manager.
1: And I also wouldn't send her to Mel Gibson's compound. They did? To heal. And, you know, he's, like, super religious. Like, he is and anti And hates semi- Jews, yes. Yeah. So he has, like, a compound in Bermuda or I don't know, somewhere. And that's where Brittany, like, went back, found the Lord. Huh. So some weird shit. It's— Epstein probably
0: got to her too. It goes deep. It goes all the way to the top. In one video, someone commented, Brittany, if you need us to save you, wear yellow. And the next video that she posted was her wearing yellow. So people are like, oh shit. It's a sad. I mean, on one hand, I watch the videos and I'm just like, oh, Brittany, you're breaking my heart. But then I really think about it. It makes me very, very sad. We need to get some bounty hunters to save her and Richard Simmons. I can't even start with Richard. Richard says he's fine, though. And I, you know what? I kind of believe him. He's a happy man. Maybe he's just, like, tired of fighting the good fight and just wants to be left the fuck alone. He told me I looked like Kate Middleton once. It was right before (laughs) the royal wedding. And he was like, Kate Middleton! And I was just like, all right, that's cool. I'll take it. Who's my favorite? I loved him so much.
1: Oh, amazing!
0: All right, let's move on. I'm getting sad. Okay,
1: this is going to just be a short one. The
0: weirdest, so strange. Brad Pitt with the chick from Arrested Development. Arrested Development search search slash Search Party. Ali Sakwat. Yeah. First of all, I thought Ollie was a lesbian. I did too. Also, she used to come into my restaurant with girls all the time, but I guess she's bisexual or yeah. I mean, whatever. People can be, whatever. Yeah. But they like our
1: neighbors. And so what evidently happened was the relationship blossomed because during COVID, they're not going anywhere. And they're just, like, coming over each other's house and, like, playing video games and stuff.
0: Can you imagine falling in love with Brad Pitt over video games in quarantine? Like, nothing about that story sounds right to me. And he's sober now. Like, he doesn't even smoke pot anymore? I don't know. He's just... uh, Because that was always supposedly the thing that Angelina Jolie had the biggest issue was that he was a big old pothead. Well, I heard he was just, like, a horrible alcoholic. Evidently, really? he's on
1: the alcohol, yeah.
0: Oh. Like, abusive to their, verbally abusive to their kids while drunk. I don't believe that. I think, I, I, listen, I used to be a huge Angelina fan. I don't believe, I could be wrong, who the fuck am I, I'm not there, but I just don't believe Brad Pitt was verbally abusive to those kids. He seems like he really wanted to be a dad. Yeah, but he seems like a nice guy,
1: but maybe, like, a little bit of a fuck-up. Yeah, totally. Because you can be a nice guy and be a fuck-up.
0: Yes. So Yeah, that happens. Hashtag swag bag.
1: I'm going to go first because I can't stop talking about this.
0: I think I need to buy these.
1: You do. You do. So, true story. When I became pregnant, my underwear didn't fit anymore. And so my mom gave me some old underwear that no longer fit her. Mm -hmm. Now, you should know it wasn't like nasty old. My mom is fastidious and probably only wore these undies once and then bought 32 of them because that's what she does. So she gave them to me. I wore them throughout my pregnancy. Then I wore them after my pregnancy. And then as we've discussed in length on the show, my weight has not come back Mm. since. And so I kept wearing this underwear, but definitely it's saggy and is big. And every time I look in the mirror, I'm just like, I'm wearing my mother's panties and it makes me feel Mm. sad. I mean, what my mom's given
0: me plenty of panties, and I'm just like, I'm wearing my mom's panties. Should I be feeling bad about it? Nah. That's kind of weirdo. I am. I have the hiccups. I'm sorry. Are they like the really high granny panties? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, these are cute. I know. So I think it was a BuzzFeed article that was like,
1: top buys from Amazon that you didn't know you need for COVID or whatever. And there was these panties. And I was like, oh, because I have to wear all cotton or like mostly cotton. And I was like, oh, and they had like a big flat band on the top. And they're kind of high waist, which I need right now. Not crazy high. They're not, not at my belly button or whatever. And they were cheap. It was like five pack for $25 or something. I was like, sure, I'll try them. Worst case scenario, they don't work. Give them to my sister or somebody. Who cares? Oh, My God, they are changing my life. They're just enough tight that they kind of suck you in a little bit without feeling like you're gonna die. Mm. They're cotton, they have that flat top, like it's very flat against your body, so it doesn't like dig in. The VPL is not bad for at all for a granny panty. My only pro tip is that I would get, they're pretty true to size, so I got a size small. But I think I'm also going to buy a medium because when you wash and dry them, they do shrink a little bit. Mm. And the small is fine from when I'm just like regular. But, but like if I'm a having bloaty day? Like a bloaty day or something, I might want that size. Or like if you're going to be in a car for a long time or on a plane or something like that, I think I want to have a size medium too. Just to have.
0: That's a very good one. I might buy them. The black and gray set of five is $19.99. Um, my hashtag swag bag pick this week is something we haven't done before, which is a recipe. Ooh. I made this tomato couscous. It's um, like the Israeli couscous, so the bigger one, because I don't like the little one. I like the big Pearly ones. Oh my God, I think it's the best thing I have ever made. And it's so simple. It is just so good. So much so I'm making it again for dinner tonight. It is so good. Can you send me the recipe? Because yes. I can eat it's, it's in the show notes. Oh, good, good,
1: good. um So everybody can use it. The only bummer about couscous is that when Luna throws it at me, it's going to be hard to clean up. Very hard
0: to clean up, yes. Sebastian loved it though. She might really like it. He at first was like, ew, I know what. And I was like, it's pasta. And I gave him a spoonful and he he was like, "Mm," and then ate the whole thing. It is so, 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 so good. My tomatoes were about to turn and I was like, well, I got to do something. I have this couscous. And I feel like in my mind, even though it's kind of pasta, it's better than pasta. And I don't like rice, which is sad as a Hispanic, but, um, and your son loves rice, loves rice, loves it so much. I just Googled it. That's, that's just like a pro tip. I'm going to give you guys a pro tip. Ready? If you have ingredients that you can't figure out what to do with just google the ingredients guys here's a pro tip there's something called google yeah it's pretty amazing but yeah guys this recipe is in the show notes it'll take you 20 minutes to make this you make it while you're making whatever else you're making for dinner you make it while you're making love ew (laughs) ew gross
1: while you're making whoopee
0: oh god (laughs) Ew. And that's our show today, folks. It's been a great one. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank
1: you so much for listening. I should really say thank you so much for putting up with our shenanigans. Yep.
0: yep. Thank you. We love you. See you next week. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter.
1: We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long.
1: We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtaraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at MamaDramaBand Band or Mama Drama
2: Seeking the Truth never gets old.